Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Mashallah, Mashallah, Mashallah. The Quran begins, Alhamdulillah, and as, this is Sheikh Noor who pointed out. He said, what does the Quran begin with and end with? It begins with Alhamdulillah. I mean, apart from the Bismillah rahman rahim uh, and it ends with Nas. The last word is Nas. So this points to the human being as the center point, the eye of Allah, the heart of Allah. So let's um, begin by uh, asking for um, blessings and, and prayers upon the beloved of Allah, the, um, the eye of the eye, the soul of our soul, and um, the intercessor, the, the original light uh, through, through which creation, creation came to be, um, the, the final intercessor, and uh, before the ultimate intercession of the most merciful, of the merciful for all creation, to bring all creation back home, back into its source. Amen, amen, blessings upon him upon his beautiful wives, his majestic wives, his beautiful family, his offspring, and his, uh, among them, Hazreti Fatima, Zahra, and um, beloved Ali, who was like a, a son to him, the Amir al-Mu'mineen, and his beloved companions, Abu Bakr al-Siddiq, Hazreti Omar, Hazreti Osman, and again, Hazreti Ali, and all those uh, those whose names we know and those whose names we don't know, who surrounded him, who were like his mystical body, his blessed uh, family, who were an extension of himself and, um, and the entire community. And upon our own lineage, upon all the lineages streaming from his heart, not only Sufi lineages that we consider, but lineages of all sacred traditions and prophets and mothers, uh, carrying this light uh, and, and bringing it, uh, continuing the, the, the silsila, the chain of heart to heart that um, keeps creation um, alive and, um, and keeps humanity awake. And upon our blessed Sheikh Musafir Ashki Aziz al-Zarahi who brought this lineage to us in, in the Americas and to uh, blessed and Noor, uh, the great, the great Noor, the envisioner, the um, the light, uh, as Effendi called him, the the light of the lights, Noor al Anwar, the light guiding lights. So, uh, an exalted name he was given by by Sheikh Musafir, Rahmatullah, Alhamdulillah. So we have the great pole of love. In Sheikh Musafir, we have the great pole of light in, in Sheikh Noor and the, uh, the great pole of divine power and intimacy in Pir Nuruddin al-Jarahim. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. So Juma is such an elevated day. Friday is such an elevated day uh, that our souls are naturally uplifted and um, into a, a, another state, just as in the Ramadan. So 
Alhamdulillah, Allah has given us also times outside of the Ramadan. So is the time of Fajr, and so is the time in the middle of the night. Um, these are very special times of nearness and where we're uh, in spontaneous praise, where our very selves become more subtle and, and transparent to the light. So I would like to um, encourage us in this Juma to, um, to continue elevating ourselves because we do have a part in it, although we say Allah is the doer of all, the creator of all, the one who hears and sees through all hearing and seeing, the praiser of uh, his own being. But we do have our role, our part, and uh, it's mysterious. We can't define it, but we, we know it. We sense intuitively. We are given an agency of power. And so I would like today in this Juma to, uh, to encourage us to use that power, that, uh, and it's a tremendous power actually given to the human being, to, um, to focus it on Allah, on praise, on tefakur, um, on contemplation of Allah, and taking refuge in Allah, and drawing our focus back from uh, what's called the dunya. So the dunya, as we know, is different from creation. The creation is, is the pure face of Allah, the pure praise of Allah, the divine names, um, you know, sparkling and, 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 and sending off their, their beautiful vibrations. And of course, the dunya is also created by divine names, but it's on another level. So it's created more from human cogitation, human fears, uh, our uh, human tendency to survival, the human selfishness and uh, greed that lead to greed and, and um, fear of loss, uh, doubt, uh, uncertainty, all these heavy states that can come and veil our heart. And we all go through them. And, you know, that's part of our, our merry-go-round, our, our churning, churning the butter. So, you know, it's not that they're, they don't have their place. They have their place, but uh, their place is really to be a, a place to, to take off from, a place of departure. So when we recognize them in ourself, um, you know, may Allah save us from ourself. And that's in one of our salawats. So Allah, please save me from myself. And we we can realize those of us who's been, you know, in life long enough and on the path uh, so for some years, recognize what that means because we have an aspect of ourself which is constantly like one it almost it's that's its nature and that's its function divine function put there for that like the grain of sand in the oyster uh but it's 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 heavy it veils it drags down it 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 um creates illusion separation so um so inshallah we we recognize it and we lift from it and of course we're always saved by allah it's further back, it's never our own doing. Allah has 
purchased us. I love that, that Allah purchases the souls of the believers, of the lovers, so that we belong to Allah. So that is a beautiful form of contemplation right there, uh, that we don't belong to ourselves. So what I'm encouraging today to myself and to all of you here is to uh, spend more of our time in tefakkur, more of our time in contemplation, and less of our time in worrying about the world or in you know, judging the world or judging current events and um, evaluating them. There's so much time is spent, and I myself have to admit to that, that I, I have in these years, and, I, and maybe we all have in different ways, um, some in fear and some in upsetness. I guess I was more on the side of upsetness, but I recognize now we are in a new time. We have, Allah has taken us out of the cave, and, uh, and so we, we need to acknowledge this new time with the best of what we have, with our true light, our true self. And it says, uh, Allah says, I who do not fit into all the worlds dwell in the heart of my servant. <laughs> what more could we ask for? So we have the beloved right here. The beloved is here. And so the beloved has asked us to turn and to contemplate love and to contemplate his face or her face if one is in the divine uh, mother or the, the holy feminine uh, contemplation. And as Ibn Arabi actually has radically said, he said, woman is the best place for contemplating um, the divine, which is, I'm not going to go into that right now because that's so mysterious that uh, I won't go into it. But it also points to the fact that the divine is tender. The divine is beautiful. I, I am beautiful and I love beauty. Uh, so maybe these things are more obvious in, in, in the feminine form. Um, you know, graciousness. These are all Latif, uh, one of Allah's names. So um, how do we do this? Well, in part by, by trust, because our mind is occupied with the world and with our own you know, worldly situation because we don't trust sufficiently. So we, we think we have to control things and take care of things, and to a certain degree, to a certain degree. But uh, there's a beautiful, which I, I wanted to Read. Let's see if I have it here in the traditions of the prophet. Let's see that um, um, no I, 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 that that you know if if we would trust Allah um, as Allah should be trusted, we would be taken care for like the the birds in the air. Allah would feed us and take care for us. So this is what's happening anyway. You know, sometimes these things with an if, it means it's already happening, we just don't recognize it. So, and we think everything is through our own efforts. Very much like what Isa alayhi salam said, you know, that the, the lilies in the field, they neither sow nor toil, and yet Allah decks them in such beauty. So what a beautiful, it's, it's, it's the same real contemplation that 
complete immersion and trust in Allah and we will be taken for, taken care for, and then we can spend more time, more of our effort, more of our consciousness, uh, which is so precious. Life is so precious. Life is pure love. Life is pure consciousness. Life is pure Allah. This is Allah here. This is our life. We are nothing but this life of Allah. And, um, and so let's, let's elevate our own relation to it, elevate our own vision of it. So vision, you know, when, when Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, ascended, uh, and, and it describes it in the Surah Najma, the, uh, the star that um, he saw. There were so many uh, times that the word vision, seen, is, is mentioned. What he saw, and he said he never falsified what he saw. So vision, let's elevate our vision, elevate our consciousness, uh, which is this realm of light. And I want to read something now from our beloved Noor and to appreciate what we've been given. I mean, Sheikh Noor is a one of the great mystics of all time. And we have him here as our intimate, <laughs> close to us as our friend, we're his family. Uh, so I'm going to read something from um, Perfect Humanity. It's the next to last, no, it's the last chapter. It's actually the last chapter. And let me just turn my phone off. It's the last chapter of Atom. So it's kind of his, his summa, his culminating um, work. Just uh, really, we could say, is the Fusus al-Hikam was, I think, called the culminating work of Ibn Arabi, that, that work on the, on, on the prophets, the 27 prophets of Allah where he condenses, his, or his knowledge is condensed because as he says, he didn't write it, it was given to him. So this is perfect humanity. I'm plunging in uh, to about maybe uh, half in the middle. <coughs> one of these peacemakers that he's referring to, one of these contemporary Sufis, so I think that's himself he's referring to, sings to the beloved Muhammad, your enamored gaze is my soul abode, my sustenance and my breath. It would be an error to consider ourselves as apart from Muhammad, as apart from perfect humanity. Conscious cells of the new humanity, gold miners in a golden age, Sufis attain the experience of planetary citizenship, a theophany across the face of the earth. So I'm, I'm reading this as an, an example of, of the level of, of tefakur, of, of vision, cosmic or divine vision rather than cosmic. Cosmic has a beginning and an end, divine doesn't. All opacity including ideological and political frontiers, disappears within the perfect transparency of Mohammedan light. New humanity now constitutes an integral and intimate community founded in spiritual affinity, breathing through interchange 
among all the noble wisdom traditions of the planet. <laughs> Such universal conviviality is as natural and basic for the new human being as air and water. So he's referring to new humanity, which is us. We're, we're new humanity in, the, in, in formation, let's say. But essentially, we are the new humanity. And this I received as a dream, that new humanity is here already. We just have to awaken to it. <clears throat> Such universal conviviality is as natural and basic for the new human being as air and water. This new sensibility is free from emotionalism or superstition. What now presents itself spontaneously is a sacred tradition that is all-embracing, yet multipolar or plurivalent, a tradition liberated from legalistic persuasion and categorical <coughs> indoctrination. So there you go. So it's not dogmatic. It's not the limited religion. What is occurring is not a graft or transplant from the conventional world. This is nothing less than the kingdom of heaven upon earth. The cornucopia of true abundance, love without self-interest, freedom from the slightest trace of possessive ego. It is both the promise of Jesus, the sacrament of his presence, and the gift of Allah through Muhammad and millions of Muslim men and women immersed in family and social responsibilities, yet awakened to the most intense degrees of unitive vision. So, you know, we're not just practicing uh, rituals or forms. <laughs> it's all what gives it value. Everything is given value through our our unitive vision, our vision of Allah, our vision of Allah as, as love, as light, and of humanity as light. Perfect humanity need not require to retire to any ascetic and isolated hermitage, to any cell of celibacy. Concrete daily life now becomes love for divine love's sake alone. Passionate lyrical breath high point of lived poetry, profusion of enlightening images perceived with spiritual wakefulness. So this is the tefakur also. Um, profusion of enlightening images perceived with spiritual wakefulness, whether during dream or in the waking state. Rejoicing moment by moment in the fragrant company and beneath the delightful gaze of the of the beloved, <laughs> mashallah. So that is the tefakkur of being constantly with Allah, of never being separate from the beloved, rejoicing moment by moment in the fragrant company and beneath the delightful gaze of the beloved. So this means that that we turn always to Allah, that we see Allah everywhere. Uh, and if we don't see Allah, as, as the Hadith says, know that we are seeing Allah, or at least know that we are with Allah, and uh, we can commune with Allah, we can ask from Allah, know that everything comes from Allah, that what looks like 
you know, cause and effect in the world is a kind of play. It's kind of like a divine play of, of the divine names. But it all comes from Allah all the time. And Allah is the one who gives power for things, just as Allah gave, uh, took the power of the knife uh, uh, in the hands of Abraham when he was prepared to sacrifice his son, and the knife would not cut. Uh, and nor would the fire burn Abraham when he was thrown into the fire by Nimrod's, uh, you know, people. He would, the fire had no power. So there, there is the material created world, and yet it only has effect if Allah gives it effect. And, um, and so we will come to that in a moment. <clears throat> Profusion of enlightening images perceived with spiritual wakefulness, whether during dream or in the waking state. Rejoicing moment by moment in the fragrant company and beneath the delightful gaze of the beloved. Experiencing the delicacy of divinely human love, even in the midst of tribulation. Wow. So this is I mean, what invokes in me, of course, one's partner and where the partner is such a, a refuge can be. Of course, the partner can be also the, the, the burning. But um, the Sufi community uh, is even more, let's say, a place of stability, of, of love, where if we're experiencing difficulty, we can uh, turn to the Sufi community. But, you know, family, and, and that's beautiful in Quran, the family is put first. The, there's the sacred family, which is divine. Um, <clears throat> the lover of perfect humanity never laments. Oh, that's a good one for us to remember. Laments. So, uh, you know, there's, the, of course, the lover's lament, and that's something else. We're not going to touch that. But, you know, say like, oh, woe is me kind of thing. Oh, woe is me. So that we don't do or we strive not to. Or if we do, we, we, we don't do it the next moment. To live is to decipher this fluid allegory of every day. So that's how wonderful that is. So every day is rich. Every day is the dream. And that's what we're going to come to now, that this life is, is a dream. And um, part of our, uh, our task is to interpret it. And to but interpret it in the most in the highest way in the most divine way. Uh, to live is to decipher this fluid allegory of every day, pregnant with ultimate meaning. So there's nothing meaningless. There is nothing boring. There is no like oh empty time. Um, everything is infused with divine light, divine meaning, and it's for us to perceive it. To live is to receive the super essential bread of every day for which the Christian lovers pray in the Our Father. You know, give us our daily bread. So he, he, by that he means uh, the bread which is really the bread of life and uh, the bread on all, all levels, the bread of, uh, of, of joy, the bread of meaning. Alhamdulillah. So um, this is possible. This, this level of living is possible 
if we take refuge in our heart, if we dwell in our heart. And here I'm going to read you a beautiful hadith um, that says, this is from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the heart of the believer is the sanctuary of Allah. And nothing but Allah is allowed access into it. The heart of the believer is the sanctuary of Allah, and no one but Allah is allowed access into it. MashaAllah. Uh, so if we take refuge, where Allah is, is where we want to go. So where do we go? We go to our heart. And uh, that takes, um, you know, discipline, consciousness, awareness, um, sensitivity, all of these things, and we, to become aware of our heart. So as dervishes, as, as, as you know, Sufis, um, inshallah, we always conscious of our heart. Now, the heart is like in the shrine. It's, it, the, the physical heart is kind of like a pointer, and we can feel the heart within the physical heart, but of course the, the Gnostic heart is um, encompassing heaven and earth and throne, and it said, Bayezid Bistami uh, said that, that if the, the, the throne and the pen and the tablet and all creation, all 18,000 worlds, is just in the corner of the Gnostic's heart. <laughs> so uh, that gives us a, a good proportion uh, and helps us to detach from the worries and the ups and downs of of life, you know. So, if we have this degree, if if we can start to contemplate these realities, alhamdulillah, 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 mashallah, mashallah, mashallah. So Sheikh Noor, in his first meeting with Effendi. Uh, very shortly after, received that magnificent uh, waking dream with the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. And in, in which, uh, and at the end of which, Noor asked the Prophet about, you know, the fires of hell, and the Prophet responds, how could all-merciful Allah, you know, create a, a place called hell to torture, that someone would be tortured? even for a minute or a second. And Sheikh Noor doesn't quite understand because he's coming from Quran and the teaching of Quran. And as we know, we just read Quran in, uh, in the Ramadan, and so there is a lot of reference to the fire. Well, the fire is in us, and so we create the fire. And so the Rasulullah, the, the mystic guide, uh, for all of us, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam responds that if the soul has not prepared itself in this life, and therefore all the injunctions and warnings and teachings, guidance for the souls, for all of us to prepare ourselves, then when it meets the splendor of paradise and, and the radiance of paradise, it will experience it as fire, because it's unprepared to um, experience that degree of divine intensity, even though it's pure beauty and, and love, uh, 
in a way that is not painful. So, um, and then, but this beautiful, which I want to read, um, So it says, my soul is exhilarated by this profound explanation, um, by the explanation which uh, I just mentioned. Uh, and uh, the guide, who is none other than the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, uh, says, and all dreams, even dreams of eternal damnation are but momentary. So it's like a dream. So all our experiences are, have a dreamlike quality. Uh, these dreaming souls soon awaken into paradise, fully purified, and joyously praising the All-Merciful One. So that's, those are the words of Rasulullah, I mean, transmitted by Noor, translated through his own soul. The explanation now complete, <clears throat> my soul feels the full coherence and power of this marvelous truth, the All-Merciful nature of Allah. However, this mystical teaching deepens the soul's longing to understand completely. So almost at once, a profound question arises. Revered guide, if the experience of hell is but a dream, may not the experience of paradise, its dancing maidens, its flowing streams, its radiant dervishes, may not all this be a dream as well? The guide responds with delight. Ah, my dear, dear friend. So the, <laughs> the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, calls Noor his dear, dear friend. <clears throat> you have guessed the secret. Paradise, too, is a dream. Of course, Noor didn't guess the secret. It was transmitted from the Rasul into Noor's heart, and then it appeared as an, an illumination the guide and came to his intellect so he could speak it. The guide responds with delight. Ah, oh, my dear, dear friend, you have guessed the secret. Paradise, too, is a dream, but it is Allah's perfect dream, totally unlike the fragmentary and confused dreams experienced by earthly beings. So even our tefakur, even our contemplation, uh, highest levels of contemplation that we can realize is a dream, is a vision. It's, it's a one instance of the divine light. It's one face of Allah that is ever renewed, ever transforming, ever self-revealing. These words kindle the ecstasy of mystical knowledge in my soul. And it realizes that this unsurpassable guide is none other than the Prophet Muhammad. May the peace and blessing of Allah always be upon him. So how interesting that he didn't realize that until this point. And in this state of holy exaltation, the soul becomes bold enough to question the Prophet of Allah. Beloved guide, are you too a dream, telling me that hell and paradise are dreams? The most excellent of guides responds instantly and with great power. I am the dream key to the dream lock of the dream door that opens into the treasure of divine love, which alone is not a dream. I am the dream key 
to the dream lock of the dream door that opens into the treasure of divine love, which alone is not a dream. Through the spiritual potency of these words, the mystical door opens. My soul enters and is lost in the treasure of love. The dream of paradise disappears. All that remains is the profound sense of Allah's own resonance, the silent thunder of Allah, Allah, Allah. From this primordial holy sound, all the universes are being born, and into it they are disappearing again. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. So, mashallah. If, if this is a great tefakkur. So let's contemplate this um, experience of Sheikh Noor's, this foundational experience for his own path in Sufism, and, um, and, and, and make it our own. Inshallah, we can make it our own. Uh, and, and may Allah uh, grant us the means and, and the ways, and, and may Allah call us into into nearness, which is the place of true revelation. And may Allah call us beyond the dream. I'll read one salawat to complete our Juma. O Allah, source of all mercy, love, and beauty, please bestow your supreme love upon the perfect mirror of your heart, Muhammad. Shower him in your beautiful praise and blessings so that he becomes completely fulfilled by love, radiantly happy and endlessly inspired with praise, flooding all creation with praise of you. Grant him what he desires most, your eternal pleasure and the happiness of all beings. O beloved Allah, please bless him to such a degree that the veil of creation is lifted for us so that we can see you praising yourself and we can partake consciously in the universal zikrullah of love circling around the pole of love, praising the source of love, every being your being, every face your face. O beloved Allah, please shower Please bless and shower your love and praise upon the beautiful family of Muhammad and his noble companions, upon his blood lineage, his spiritual lineage, upon the messengers, prophets, and mothers of the faithful in their communities throughout time. Please bless every being with the happiness of union for his sake. Amen. Amen. Alhamdulillah, <laughs> Karyom Magdubi Alehem Waleton Amin 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 Who ask Allah to elevate our, our souls, our minds, our our hearts, uh, to be in that transparency of the divine love that 
clarity of, of wisdom and, and deep seeing, the basir, the inner seeing, that, uh, and, and, and the awareness, the certainty, the yakin, the, the hakal yakin, the truth of certainty, reality of certainty, to know that we are always with Allah, we are always with the Beloved, and the Beloved is the most merciful of the merciful, so that we are always sheltered in that state, and that what happens um, to us is is part of the dream, you know, is part of this dream world that comes and goes and flashes, but uh, is not what abides, so that we can take heart and, and be encouraged and uh, feel in that shelter of, of Allah, under Allah's own protective gaze and amin and remember that um, an hour of contemplation is, is said to be worth a lifetime of prayer but that's that's a powerful one maybe we'll address that next friday alhamdulillah 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 Allah, we are nothing you are everything we are slaves you are our, our lord our lover our beloved and do with us what is best and uh, what is best, what you love the most. I mean, empty us of all that you do not love and or that you have give permission for and put only there, fill us with what you love and see as the best and most beautiful, what draws us the closest to you and to your beloved Muhammad and to the beloveds of yours, Afatiya. Allahumma sayyana Sayyidina Muhammad wa alayhi Sayyidina Muhammad wa sabbi wa sallam Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Ar-Rahmanirrahim Maliki Yawmiddin Iyaka Nabudu wa Iyaka Nasta'in Ihtina Sarata Mustaqim Sarata Nadina Alamta Alayhim Qairum Magdubi Alayhim Walatonin Ameen La ilaha illallah